0: Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Daydream Rose podcast. This has honestly become one of my favorite sentences to say and I'm excited that I'm now seeing it in Scotland. So this is one of the first episodes I'm sending you away from up here. It's pretty good and I'm excited to get back to work after taking a little bit of time to settle. So I'm really excited to send you this episode. It's a particularly giggly and funny and playful one. And I talked to the wonderful Brie of Tadpole Magic all about astrology, making it touchable, and why being skeptical is really okay. So that was one of my favorite parts of this conversation. Um, Brie has a science background and is really compassionate for for people who are just not really sure about astrology. And so am I. And yet I'm curious and I'm here and I'm excited. And I really think there's a lot of uh, value and magic in working with archetypes and looking at the stars in a different way. So if the recent eclipses have gotten you curious in some way, but you don't know where to start, or maybe you are a little bit skeptical, or you just want to hear about a whole new approach from a real, really cool person, then I really hope you'll enjoy this episode. One more small announcement before we start from me. I am relaunching the DIY Business School in August, which I'm incredibly excited about. As you know, I love having conversations about how we can do business differently, how we can create community and do cool things together. And I have really loved teaching this program in the past year. I ran more than 25 free workshops, I got to know lots of you, and I'm now kind of ready for the next step. So the DIY Business School is now going to include monthly group coaching, um, 10 whole new modules for everything from how to set up social media, to thinking about accessible offerings, to building a Patreon and launching stuff, building a newsletter list, all the kind of nitty-gritty practical stuff with really in-depth screen shares but also a ton of mindset work and self-care for entrepreneurs which I think is really just as important so it's a good mix of both and I'm running a giveaway um, which you can enter to win a lifetime access spot as well as five hours of mentoring with me so I'm not even offering that kind of mentoring anymore Um, the minimum booking is now 10 hours because I don't want to scatter my energy too much between Different projects and clients but I'm really excited to work with you one on one and yeah if you want to win a spot please enter the more you share the giveaway the more you um, have a higher chance to win so you get more entries Just really exciting and I'm also going to link to the school itself in the show notes it's not open yet it will open on the 1st of August but you can already have a look and then enter the giveaway if you like and yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm really excited for it. And I hope you like today's episode hey everyone i'm super happy to record another beautiful being today it's thursday i'm in hammock in my hometown i'm looking at a really wonderful face and i'm talking to brie of Tattoo magic Woo! <laughs> i've been on the open magic podcast and really love talking to these two dream babes so i'm really happy to have them back on my podcast and to talk some talk some magic with you so thank you so much for being here and for creating such beautiful space for conversations I really love that you approached me and I'm so happy we're in each other's life now Um, so why don't we begin with maybe seeing where you are in the world right now and what nature is like around you
1: Oh, I'm so happy to be here. After having you on our podcast and having uh, knowing that Gina's recorded with you as well, I love this like little collaboration uh, across the world. Um, But right now in the world, I'm in um, what is Eno territory um, and what's known as Durham, North Carolina, and. nature around me right now is very vibrant and um, it's a little rainy uh, (laughs) and a little bit humid Um, but it's really full of life um, now that we're fully in spring Um, and it's been wonderful to hear all the birds and see um, you know kind of like the next wave of like flowers blooming and you know all the vegetation get filled out
0: I can really imagine that to be super beautiful. I loved, by the way, and this is kind of a a mean tease to anyone who can't see you right now, but I saw um, the greenery around you in a picture that you posted on Instagram, Mm. and that looked so lush. Like, I'm such a geek about the different shades of green. Mm -hmm. And those
1: are really good shades. (laughs) I am am very, very grateful of our home because we have... um, like so we used to live in a town home that was like closer to downtown and was like mostly like concrete surroundings um and i'm really really grateful of being able to live in a house now that we have like a full backyard that's like completely enclosed by trees and we have a screened-in porch um with like all these vines around it which i love very much and so we get a lot of wildlife like um i've shared a lot on my instagram how uh that for a while, and I just don't think I've been around to hear it. There's been a, a barred owl that's called a lot. You know, like it was like always at like four thirty p.m. I would be like sitting on the couch, and I would hear the little bird call, um, and it, it was just the most lovely, magical thing.
0: Cool. That sounds incredible. Yeah, I can really imagine that. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you maybe tell us a little bit more about your work and why you love it so much? I know you do different things, mm-hmm. all of which are really beautiful, and they kind of fit together really nicely as well. Um, so yeah, tell us more for those that strangely have not met you yet.
1: Right, right. Yeah. So um, I started uh, my blog Tadpole Magic as uh, back in September of 2018. So last year as a way where I wanted to create a space that um, I wanted us like people to be able to learn from experiences with magic um, and metaphysical modalities. So it was less focused on like this is what x means or like you know if you have this placement this is what this means but instead seeing it through like uh, actual like lived experience um because sometimes like you know when i was starting to work into my tarot practice and things like that you know you draw this card and it's like yeah there, are you know there's this story there's this archetype with it and it's like but there's still all these possibilities i wonder how it actually played out in someone's life you know and so i was really interested and creating a space for that. Most of these, I just love hearing about other people's lives and like stories and stuff like that and wanting you know, to kind, of, to kind of generate that way of thinking around these topics. Um, so I started that as like a blog to um, about, you know, inspiring magical living through astrology, tarot, and magic through witchcraft. And recently, um, I've been able to feel like I've able to embrace, um, you know, the label of being an astrologer a yeah. bit more and now have um, some offerings up for that. So I use um, astrology, tarot, and magic are kind of my modalities that I like to play with, um, you know, to make my life a little bit magical. Um, and so my focus is uh, always on how these practices have been deeply therapeutic to me in a lot of ways um, have really been able to expand upon um, healing work that I've done in the foundation I have, you know, in a traditional therapy setting um, and being able to allow me to go deeper into those um, pieces that I've started to work with and just how it provides this like lushness to our lived experience and creates like this greater depth um, and how all of that is really through the power of story and just how incredible it is
0: so yeah yes (laughs) yes <laughs> yes so I could have just totally been nodding along but the silly thing is I'm just gonna say that sounds slightly awkward but if someone if you're recording a podcast and someone speaks and you kind of speak at the same time and say mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it kind of does it creates a sound problem so I didn't do that but I was feeling it very much as you were speaking um but yeah it's beautiful to hear you talk about astrology and I want to admit that I have been in the past a little bit skeptical, so okay, no one judge me, but basically how I feel is this, like I, I really love and accept and embrace people on such a spectrum, like if someone is super cynical and they're like, this is all made up stuff, don't want to do anything about it, I'm like, okay, and if someone is really like, you know, like planning meetings around what's going on in the stars, I'm also like, cool, you know, and it really feels like such a beautiful way to like you said work with the power stories and have these frameworks and think about archetypes and I'm kind of unsure in myself how I'm making sense of the fact that so many of these things do make sense to me you know as in like there is definitely the small voice in my head that's like but these stars are very far away You know, like they're not right here on this planet that I am on. And also these concepts like I'm a Scorpio and you're a Libra, in some ways, just in how we're naming them feels a little bit human made. But at the same time, Every time I've engaged in meaningful ways with astrology, it's been so deeply healing and it's really helped me make sense of myself and my story. And it's given me points of references that were really deeply therapeutic. And I'm just so excited that more and more people work with astrology in this more I don't want to say modern, but it just feels like there's just a really cool wave right now that's trauma sensitive and super relevant to what's going on in in our actual lives and it becomes more touchable. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, so I, now I did the whole nodding along thing because <laughs> I love that you brought up this thread of the conversation um, because this is like a conversation, you know, that naturally comes off a lot when you're talking about any sort of like magical practice or, um, you know, any sort of healing modality that, you know, you're unfamiliar with. I personally really love a healthy skepticism. A lot of like my actually most powerful, um, you know, healing adventures <laughs> have <laughs> happened when I've been like, what are we about to do? I don't know about this. you know? Um, like that was how I felt when I had my first and only, uh, hypnotherapy session, fully enjoyed it, would love to go back. Um, but I was like, what are we about to do? <laughs> uh, but ended up being a really, um, healing experience. Um, and you know, I really, um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it so I don't sound like overly controversial, <laughs> uh, is that, you know, I think I think that's such a good conversation point about, you know, like, you know, there are plenty of reasons to be skeptical about it. And, I, and for me, when it comes down into my practice, um, so first I want to say, you know, there are plenty of people who have written extensively about, you know, the science behind it, why, you know, uh, for ex- the I think the example that people always really readily point to that I think is a little bit um, easier to interface with is just like, you know, for example, like the moon affecting the tides and like how that would affect our bodies and like, you know, the origin of the universe, all these different things. So there's extensive writing on that. And I think that's something that's definitely worthwhile digging into. Personally, for my practice, um, this is where it sounds a little edgy, (laughs) but I like personally don't care about the science behind it because I don't, when I'm sitting down with my chart, like, that's not what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the story. Um, And I think what matters is that it's usable um, and that it's healing. And because, um, not to say that it's like a placebo effect at all, but it's like thinking back to like how even the placebo effect has an effect, you know what I mean? Yeah it is putting us in some sort of frame of mind that allows that healing to begin. And, you know, I was really thinking about this yesterday um, as I've been working with some placements in my chart that have been honestly very surprisingly powerful to dig into. I was very blown away. Um, But I was thinking about, like, why, like, I was thinking to myself, like, why is this so why is this so healing why is this like so therapeutic and i really feel like it's because um astrology like you know like tarot provides this kind of like trellis um or this like anchor point for us to start to have these deeply emotional conversations with ourselves where otherwise we might feel like we're completely like lost in the sea of emotion it's like where do we even root ourselves like how do we even analyze or like begin to process like all of these experiences we've had that are seemingly connected but and are definitely impactful but it's like how are they connected it doesn't make sense you know etc 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 and so i really think that the power of it comes from how you know like it provides that beginning of a conversation point and like a focus um and at the same time um it's one of those things where uh, in terms of thinking about, uh, you know, the science behind astrology and like, does it actually affect our lives? Like stars are far away, (laughs) etc., which are all such valid, um, things to think about and consider because, um, I think it's really important to understand the why behind your practice. You know, it's like, why am I utilizing this? Is it usable to me? Is it truly affecting my life? Um, I think it can lead... That question can actually lead to a really, really beautiful personal practice where you're looking at like your own personal transits um, or even like general transits happening. And I think it's worthwhile to kind of like... um, you know, to kind of like prove it to yourself in some ways of like, okay, like to what extent do I feel like this is actually like permeating my life um, is a practice I think is like really useful to do for people who, you know, maybe have been using astrology for years to just starting out. It's like figure out how it feels for you, how you observe it in your life and go from there because um, everyone is going to have slightly different experiences of it. And it so matters at the end of the day how it appears for you, and I think, like, a really good example is, like, you know, knowing when the moon is void, of course, and, like, seeing, and um, I I personally get, (laughs) I have a hard time keeping up with all the lunations. I mean, I just fully admit that. I find it very challenging on the day-to-day, but I like to really work with um, some slightly, like, mid-term to long-term transits and just seeing how those unfold over time. Like say that there's like a transit in your chart that lasts for like a month. I find that that's like a really good amount of time to see how that unfolds um but also uh the moon being void of course when it's being unaspected um you can i found that you can feel a little bit of like a shift as well so those are just all a lot of conversation points i'm gonna throw
0: (laughs) your way so we can
1: play ball
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that makes so much sense, and I relate to basically everything that you were saying. <laughs> I also really feel that what you just illustrated around like finding just finding out for yourself and like allowing yourself the space to play with your comfort levels around like needing proof or just being very experimental for me that's something that's really been like shifting and 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 it was really nice to be with that fluidity of it and I think um what also feels really empowering is to really just own the fact that the best thing in my life uh, is the thing that's going to work for me. And that's all I need to know. And I think there's so much in this movement, I think that is about just reclaiming our own authority and embodiment and... um, stepping away from dogma really because that's so much what you know that's such a large part of what got really got us into trouble and what got us disconnected from each other and from the land and from justice in so many ways so I think there are so many moments where I'm just like I'm so glad we have signs and that we can tap into all this information sometimes like on google within two minutes you can like open these like gigantic worlds of science and research i'm like (laughs) and then other moments i'm just like you know this just feels good and that's all i need to know right now and i'm empowered to utilize this in whatever way works for me so that makes total sense and i also feel quite peaceful about not knowing sometimes like that feels like a good place to be in where like in some ways i own that um, i have certain experiences that i'm really excited about i really want to share and i've developed some practices over some time but in other ways the human experience is such a trip like fucking hell what a time to be alive right (laughs) so like there's just so much i don't know and that's totally fine
1: I love that so, so, so much. Um, yeah, I, I was actually just having a conversation last night with um, the person from uh, Human Design Magic uh, on Instagram uh, because they'd reached out and uh, said some very lovely things to us. And uh, they said they in their Instagram story, she was saying, uh you know, about human design, which is like a whole another modality that we're not gonna have time to dig into. Um, but she was saying like, don't let the internet tell you who you are. And I'm like, I, I need that on a shirt because I need to tell everyone that because it's like uh, something I was thinking about while you're talking, thinking about um, your last comment of like, you know, where you get into like, oh, I'm a Scorpio and you're a Libra. And like, you know, what does this all mean? And it's kind of like at the end again, maybe slightly controversial take, but it's like, it means what you, you think it means, like for your life. Um, because at the end of the day, um, you know, I think it's really, really, really important in utilizing astrology to remember that, um, I, I like what you said about how it feels human made, some of these labels, but that it's not like clear cut divisions. You know, it's not like you could just get <laughs> dropped into a box somewhere and it's labeled Scorpio, you know, but that at all time, and this is why I love astrology so much in many ways, is that we embody all of the stories of the zodiac signs and that, you know, um, everything is on a continuum and that, so it's like, you know, if you think about your natal chart You know, you have all of these different placements of all these different plants that are all these that I see is representing these different components of yourself. Um, And by looking at them individually, we're able to create space to honor the like multiplicity of our being. Um, And in a way that's like really powerful because um, a lot, and and this isn't a bad thing, but it's just an observation is that a lot of like, you know, modern psychology and just like modern wellness culture is all about integration. You know, you need to integrate into your life. You need to do this and integrate that experience into your life until it's like, and I, what I really enjoy about astrology is it gives us a second to tease it all apart. And be like, okay, what? Because it's I think very challenging to think that you know everything in ourselves are always going to be in agreement. Like there are many reasons that we have many desires that even conflict with one another, and it's trying to figure out how they can sit with one another without even necessarily a forming, uh, assuming the form of one another. Um, And so in your nail chart, like you know, you're able to sit with all these different motivations and desires and beliefs of yourself and then through the aspects between them, you get to start these conversations and it's like, you know, does it start out kind of hot and heated and challenging or, you know, are they best buddies, you know? And it's like, but what's it, you know, it's like, and you get to kind of dig into that and be like, okay, like, what does this mean? And, um, be able is, is again, providing that like anchor point to be like, okay, if I'm looking at this story, how is it in my life? You know?
0: So yeah, that was just a rambling. Oh Yeah. <laughs> No, that was really great that makes again that makes so much sense to me and I'm so glad we're talking about this mm-hmm. um kind of coming back to your business and what you're doing, how did you come up with the with the name tadpole magic that's so cute?
1: Oh, thank you yeah, so this was actually i this was such like a long process to try to figure out a name <laughs> um but part of it was so number one is that when I was um in college i uh was studying biology um and so yes person with a science background out here <laughs> um, and uh i did a lot of research on spadefoot toads actually um, Sure. Um, yeah 3 years of working in a lab uh working on that and i decided to choose the name tadpole magic because i wanted it to be based on like nature in some way uh, just because that's been deeply influential, you know, to my practice. Um, and when I was, I really wanted, uh, my blog and my platform and just like the whole way I was going about things was honoring that in-between space of transformation. Um, because I didn't ever really want to be in a position that, you know, was telling people who they are or like telling people what their experiences are going to be, this, that, and the other. And so I really wanted to honor like that in between stage of like, you know, it's not like you're just like, you know, a little, little egg, you know, um, and you're not like fully formed hopping around, you know, trying to survive out there. But this like very tender, ephemeral moment of just like deep saturation, um, and also recognizing, um, that there are like moments in our life that are very tender like that and very fleeting. And, um, you know, if we don't, if sometimes we don't take advantage of those opportunities to like dive a little bit deeper, like sometimes they won't always be there again. Um, Not to say that, you know, life is like ever fleeting, (laughs) but I wanted to really create, um, I wanted to choose a name that really honored how we are all always students.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I identify as a tadpole in some ways definitely (laughs) Um, yeah so if someone is an astrology tadpole they're kind of excited but they're kind of not really a frog yet (laughs) Um, not quite ready to kind of hop around and do their own chat reading or also I think you know like I guess I guess there's a lot of information in theory that you can pull together by doing some research on the internet these days, but it's so overwhelming. And I'm always like, I've had some really good astrology readings, and I'm so grateful that I had my hand held in that process. I would not know a lot about where to start if I looked at my own natal charts. You know, like I know my stars and my planets, mainly <laughs> the major ones. Um, but but yeah, can you talk a little bit more about like? What do you think is a good place to start? And like, what kind of advice would you give people?
1: I think that's such a great question. Um, well, yes, number one, super overwhelming. Again, don't let the internet tell you who you are, <laughs> <laughs> are all disclaimers here. Um, and so first and foremost, um, I actually do have a blog post on my blog, um, where it talks about four different books that I've personally read that I think are really, 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 really great starting points for your, um, astrology practice. One is a workbook. Um, I think it's Demetra George and Douglas Block. I'm, ad that. That's what I'm remembering. But what I really like about it is that it's a workbook um, where it provides the framework and like the basic archetypes, but allows you to grapple with it a little bit, which I think is like really, really key um, in starting to really understand how actually actively work with your chart. Um, Because it's a conversation. It's not just like, oh, this is what's happening in my nail chart. Like this is just it it telling me that it starts a conversation of like, okay, what is this going to mean? Being open and receptive to you know what might happen. Um, also, I really have enjoyed um, the thing that made me really start to understand transits, um, which is can be a little bit more tricky and like also is like the more terrifying part of the astrology internet, um, where it's like you know X and X is happening, like oh, all these horrible things are going to happen. I'm like oh no, you know it's like the whole Mercury and retrograde culture. Um, but her book, um, what is it called again? It's like a, a self-discovery of astro- astrology of self-discovery um, where she talks about her own lived experiences with different transits. I, even though I didn't at the time understand like the exact meaning of those transits by her providing those personal anecdotes it was very, very meaningful. Um, of course, following, um, you know, my blog, my Instagram will give you a little bit of information as well. Um, but also in terms of like the services I offer, um, I'm really, really excited to be talking about this because I wanted to create an offering that is actually specifically for people who are really interested in being able to utilize their chart, um, in a very usable way for them. Um, Where it's not just like, okay, I've received this astrological reading. Like, I guess that's what I'm gonna work with, you know, for the next however long. Um, Because even uh, so, I offer one hour long natal chart readings, um, which I think is like a really great introduction for a lot of people to just like understand where we're going, what we're talking about, things like that. Um, But I also created this offering called Learning Your Astrology. And so, this is a 12 week one on one personalized course and I was because I really really wanted to create an offering for people who they're like okay I like get my sun sign moon sign rising sign sounds good starting to get some of the lingo around this but like how do I use my chart like how do I really dig into it how do I grapple with these energies in a way that's usable and it's particularly for people who um, may not want to actually go on and be an astrologer? Like, it provides a really great foundation if you do, because, like, you know, you're understanding your chart um, and through your chart, understanding just like some of these principles. But I was finding that basically I felt like there's kind of this divide between it's like, okay, here's like some really basic stuff that you can like read, you know, on blogs and Instagrams and things like that. Um, or you have to go like learn basically how to go read other people's charts. And I know that not everyone has that interest or that time. And so it's designed to where it's 12 weeks long and they're like in bi-weekly chunks where um, the first week of that bi-weekly set is where we have a one-on-one hour-long conversation about a few placements in your chart, right? So it like starts with like your sun, moon and rising and you know, two weeks later, it's, you know, your Mars, Mercury and Venus. And after each of those conversations, the next week, I send you a personalized exercise for based on our conversation, based on the themes that were coming up. And also based on the consultation we have together beforehand, that talks about um, where we would talk about like, what exercises are actually useful for you. Like maybe you do utilize magic and you like love sigils, like then I'm going to, you know, send you a sigil to work with, or like Mm -hmm. maybe you're all about like um, movement. And so I might send you some, um, you know, different yoga poses to do, or like just ask you to um, do like a moving meditation or something like that. But it allows, um, you know, to speaking of like dogma earlier, it allows there to be a transfer of that power um, from like rather than like, oh, this magic can only exist when I'm in the room, to like, here is how you can let it be magical in your own life. Um, and so for the Learning Your Astrology course, like there's like a lot of different payment options. I really did try and make it super affordable because you can pay um, just for each biweekly session. Um, and I think it's like $80 um, over, like, so you'd pay twice in a month. So I felt like it was pretty reasonable. And also anyone who's interested, even if you don't sign up for the full course, um, I'm more than available for a free 15 minute consultation to just like, you know, chat out what your goals are, like, you know, whether or not this is a good fit, whether or not we're going to like each other, you know, things (laughs) like that. So those are just uh, some ideas if you're a little astrology tadpole and want to start peeping out of the pond. (laughs)
0: yeah that's beautiful and thank you so much for offering the free 15 minutes consult that's really great I think it's always beautiful to get a feeling for yeah how someone works and what it's like to be face to face with them and I'm so glad that we have podcasts now so that we can have deeper conversations because I think so much of that is hard to communicate on Instagram like maybe through a live or through a longer story you really get to hear someone's voice and get more of a feeling but sometimes yeah, like, I mean, I love images and writing too, but it has a different quality to it. So it's cool that we have all these tools that we can connect with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, but speaking about Instagram, I also really love about how, I love how you share about your own journey and healing and the things that come up for you and how you process them, which are so relatable. And I'm always seeing them and then your skin and I'm just like, oh my God, it feels so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I can relate to the story so much. Um, and I yeah, I just want to say thank you because I think it takes a lot of courage. I know that for myself to be vulnerable on the internet is sometimes really hard and sometimes very affirming and sometimes it's confusing and sometimes it's shifting. But anyway, um, I would love to hear things or modalities or I don't know, ideas or affirmations or practices that you find healing at the moment that are like bringing you joy or comfort or pleasure or whatever you most need in the moment.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, first and foremost, <laughs> for being so complimentary. I really appreciate that because sometimes I'm writing out these captions. I'm like, oh, my God, like maybe I'm like sharing too much. Like, you know, it's like this is a lot to be going going on to the gram today. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also really appreciate everything that you share about um you know just like your own personal practice and just even being um you know offering the things that you do in this crazy wild world uh, I appreciate that so much thank you um, And, um, what am I finding healing at the moment? So, you know, it's been really interesting because, um, my schedule has been so weird lately that I really haven't been able to feel like I've been able to take the time for some of my magical practices in the way I've wanted to. Like, I would love to do an altar refresh soon. Um, and I feel like it's like coming. Like, I feel like the inspiration for that is like bubbling underneath the surface about like, okay, like what? do I want to focus on next? Um, but what I've been finding really healing at the moment is reading first and foremost, um, because, and I, I'm, I probably should pick up a fiction book. I was talking about this with Gina the other day, is that I probably need to pick up a book of fiction because I've always been such a huge nonfiction reader. And (laughs) it probably has something to do with, like, my complex of, like, needing to be, you know, productive at all times. And so it's like, oh, I'm going to relax by learning. (laughs) And so but I have really, really been enjoying... Um Reading, you know, I always love reading different books about astrology um, and you know, intuitive therapeutic models um, and somatic healing. And so um, but reading has been really nice to slow things down for me a little bit um, because I've just had such a stressful, past like a year or two that it was actually really affecting my attention span in like a really big way. And I was really struggling just to sit with myself to read. Um, there was a lot of like deep discomfort with that. And so, um, you know, having been able to get back into the practice of reading has actually been really significant for me to like be patient with myself and like actually just be able to embody the moment has actually been a really, really big thing for me. Um, also, uh, I've been working through um, the material in Kathleen Callahan's Asteroid Goddesses course, and that has been uh, deeply uh, powerful in ways I did not anticipate. At first, I signed up being like, oh, this is super great information. Like, I know the basics of this, um, but I'd really like to dig deeper. In the material that she has presented, honestly, more than some of like the other like planetary aspects of my life, has allowed me to start to really unpack um, issues from my childhood in a way that I fully didn't anticipate. <laughs> and my bo- my boat was definitely rocked by it. I was like, oh my god, like this is really hitting hard. It was like one of those things where I was like reading through the material and like reading about these myths and how they apply to my life. Like I just started getting like these like flashes of like memory from my childhood. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this is This is deeply palpable, even though we're talking about like, you know, history and Greek mythology, like this is very, very, very relevant to my life. And so sitting with that, doing those meditations um, and also something I've been recently getting back into. So I used to be a yoga teacher for years um, and then I had to stop because I just was not feeling like I was able to be in that space or offer that kind of energy based on where I was at. I've started to revisit it again. Um, And it's one of those things where, and I'm sure other people feel this way as well, is that it's one of those practices that like you so like in your bones feel that you need to do. But I've been like scared to do it because I'm like afraid I'm gonna like ball my eyes out, honestly. (laughs) Uh, But every time I do it, it reminds me that my body is a safe place to be. And that like I can feel good and I like can feel okay. Um, and so it's been really nice to very gently explore those practices again and be able to feel safety with myself. So yeah, those are just you know a few things that I've been working with. And I'd honestly love to hear um, anything that you've been working
0: with too. Yeah, I was just gonna say casual, just casually working with the goddesses, you know, just <laughs> doing stuff out. That's what we do these days. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, gosh, what I find healing at the moment. Um so I'm in a period in my life where I'm traveling a lot. I've given up my tiny house in Brighton, which was mm-hmm. exciting and expensive, but also really unsettling. So I've packed a bag and a small suitcase for four months. And I have done that before, but it's wild. It's really wild to relate to your stuff in this way and to really think about what you're carrying along. I chose four decks, two tarot decks, two oracle decks. It was tough. <laughs> so, and yeah, thinking about books and all these comfort items that I even in this tiny house in which I had so little space, I would still kind of really draw a lot of comfort on from them. And so, yeah, I think expansion needs to be supported with really good roots. And so I've been making some tinctures, I'm trying to really support my body in this transition. And uh, a few weeks ago, I wrote my own daily prayer, which was really big for me. Like I just kind of, I think since February this year, have felt really, really committed to daily meditation in the morning and um, also to journaling pages. And I think for me in my life, there's often this fluidity of like sometimes structure and routine is very important. And I really want to commit to these daily practices. And other times I'm kind of more like fluid and playful. And those are often also times that in which I dance and move more. And I also did a yoga teacher training in my 20s and I'm a massage therapist. So that's kind of like a threat going through all these different things. But at the moment I really feel like I really want these daily commitments and I want to observe myself relating to them over time and seeing how they change me and how I view them differently. Um, and affirmations, I mean, I think I prefer the word declaration because I don't really know why. Just I just hadn't found an affirmation yet that I really, really was feeling. So I wanted to write my own and I've been through a couple of drafts, but now I've come to one and it goes like this. I will share this is a bit exciting. (laughs) So I'm putting my hand on my heart and I'm saying, may I be of service to love, justice and community. May I co-create radical acts of liberation, pleasure and creativity and may I be protected, may I be guided, may I know the truth. And I say that every morning and every night and that feels really nice.
1: Oh, that is the most beautiful thing
0: ever Thank
1: you. <laughs> and like and I totally know what you mean about affirmations um that's like something I felt very weird about as well because I think probably because it gets like really obtrusively like put on your Instagram and you're like it's like you will manifest like a million dollars I'm like whoa like I didn't say that was my goal like you don't know me like that <laughs> yeah I think that that is such a beautiful beautiful thing to have written your own um, kind of like daily prayer like that. That is just so, uh.
0: Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Do you maybe want to tell us a little bit more about the origin story project? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so this is, so the origin story project has been like on pause for a second as I get my life together. <laughs> but, um, so I am going to grad school this fall at um, UNC Chapel Hill for the folklore program
0: um oh, wow yeah. that sucks oh my god I'm like right. are you gonna overshare about this every single day of your life
1: yes <laughs> and um and so I applied to the program uh, my cat is sleeping the funniest way on my lap Aww. she's being such a boop um <laughs> but uh, I applied to the program because I am really deeply interested in um understanding the history of witchcraft in, um, you know, the southeast, s- Southeastern United States a little bit more. And um, also what's really wonderful about the program I'm going to be a part of is that there's a lot of value placed on just like culture in general. And that's not just like old culture of like what we used to do in America, but also of like, you know, modern culture and pop culture and things like that. And so, um, I developed the origin story project last year because I was really interested in having um, witches, pagans, and metaphysical practitioners have an opportunity to define themselves after, you know, I think so often we're defined by other people and like their views. Um, and so this was a chance to really have people, you know, to kind of tell their life story about, you know, especially because, and this was inspired when I was reading "Drawing Down the Moon," and it was talking about how a lot of times um, people who utilize magic, um, paganism, etc., it's different from other belief systems because there's no conversion process. A lot of times, people um, already have had these belief systems, but then find a name for it uh, versus like the other way around. Um, and also, I I was playing with a few questions. So in being in, you know, like the witchcraft space and wanting to, everyone has their own story. And I was really interested in some particular questions around it as well. Like the first and foremost, uh, well, it's one of the questions that I try to answer through um, everyone's, each person's story is like where they derive a sense of authenticity um, because people have different feelings about that. Like you'll see in people's stories, like it's, oh, because they've been practicing this for 15 years. Like, oh, this is because they think, um, you know, magic is, you know, inherent, inherently able to be practiced by anyone. Oh, it's because their mom was a witch. So it's really interesting to see where people kind of get their foundation from. I wanted to also understand, you know, how being in the South affected anyone's um, expression of being a witch, pagan, etc., um, And also how they came to find that practice, you know, was this something, it, and because you'll hear a lot of stories of people recognizing the magic they had in their childhood and like kind of returning to that natural sense of natural state of being through these practices. So it's just like, I think that there's, again, I'm obsessed with like people's like life stories and like how we all hold this inherent wisdom within us. Um, and I really wanted a way to capture that. So I started that oral history project that I'm planning on expanding when I go to grad school as part of um, my thesis. Um, so that's
0: what it's about <laughs> <laughs> that's super exciting thank you for sharing I can't wait to witness that journey and to hear yeah. and see how it's unfolding for you um, and my next question and you kind of already answered it a bit would be like what are you currently exploring and reading and feeling excited about is there maybe a, like I mean obviously this program I, I just I'm so happy you get to <laughs> it. that's amazing um, but maybe it would someone like how are you preparing at the moment
1: Yeah. So one work like exploring right now, something that I'm really interested right now is just, um, and have been interested in for a moment is just exploring um, basically intuitive counseling techniques and um, how the power that like, because I was reading, it was at the end of one of Stephen Arroyo's book, he was talking about how he actually doesn't like to, hasn't liked to be called an astrologer, um, but really see, it's like, you can be as good of an astrologer as you want, but what matters is how, you know, you're able to arrive as a counselor. Um, and that's been really, really important for me to really think about and chew on and all these different things. Um, so I'm really just like thinking about like, okay, like, you know, what, uh, you know, techniques, um, theories, as can be applied to this work without like formal training. Um, And so I've just been really thinking about that in order to be able to hold that space for people in their journey, um, which can be like very, very fun and delightful and, you know, silly and all these different things. But even, um, with that, you know, there is, there is a depth of transformation, you know, and that's available in those like very, um, personal conversations and trying to figure out how to be able to, uh, be of service to the other person without projecting your own, you know, needs, desires, all these different things on the other person. Um, so I've been just like thinking about that a bit, um, and just how it's so inherently utilized in a really beautiful way in things like, you know, tarot readings, astrological readings, et cetera. Um, so that's why I've been really thinking about, um, And also uh, I've just been really interested in all of like the possibilities of this course for people and just thinking about like, I just, I'm really happy that is one-on-one and so personal um, because I'm really excited to see how it takes on completely different flavors for other people. Um, Because what I find so powerful about looking at other people's charts is I learn completely different things. Whenever someone tells me about their experience as a person, um, you know, with their life, I'm always like, oh my gosh, like I didn't see it from that perspective. Like now this is such a deeper sense of like how this energy is expressed. Um, and I'm also, uh, so that's just been something I've been really delighted at and like continuing to think about like, oh, like what else can I bring to this and provide for people? Um, and also I'm in the process of planning a few workshops that I'm really excited about, um, for helping people start to grapple with like, and, um, I'm going to use the term basics loosely. Um, but the more foundational pieces of astrology and like workshop, workshop formats, um, because I was talking about this with someone the other day of, like, how I'm a person, I don't like to reread books, I don't like to revisit material, you know, like, I'm just, like, let's go kind of person, but astrology is saying that every time I come back to the foundational bits, I feel like you can just go deeper and deeper, and, like, it can become more fully expressed every time because these um, stories are so palpable because we live them all the time. Um, so those are just some things I've been working with and chewing on and things like that. So yeah.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, so my last question before you go, and actually first I want to say I could talk to you forever. <laughs> and I really hope that we'll get to have another interview. Yes. Something I really want to get into this year to kind of have second episodes with people because the first one is always this beautiful opening where we're like exploding into someone's universe, literally. <laughs> and then I think there could be like a two, third, uh, second and third episode also to kind of just dig deeper into some aspects that want to be dig deeper into. But anyway, before we go, where can people find you? So you've touched a little bit on your offerings, but maybe let's recap them really quickly and also point people to the beautiful podcast that you're running.
1: Uh, Well, first and foremost, love that idea. I would love to go in depth (laughs) into specific topics with you another time. That'd be so, so, so lovely. Um, So where you can find me is tadpolemagic.com. And I'm on Instagram at tadpole.magic. And so the things that I do offer right now is I do offer the one hour natal chart readings um, that can be in person if you're local to, um, you know, the triangle in North Carolina, and then also remotely, obviously. Uh, And I also offer for my 12-week uh, learning your astrology course that's all about um, personalized exercises and conversations so that you can understand and use your natal chart and your healing journey daily life whatever your um, intentions are with it and I also offer a house by house tarot reading which i'm very excited about um, which is perfect for the tarot or ast- astrology enthusiast looking to uh, look into either of those things or like me, like to use both of those things very frequently in my practice, um, and where we draw a card for each of your natal houses um, while kind of looking at your birth chart to really see what the conversations are around these different aspects of your chart and your life, um, and also feel free to read, um, you know, any of my blog posts on my blog because I write about astrology, tarot, magical living are the main things I discuss. And um, yes, you are on our podcast that I host with Gina of Incandescent Tarot called Open Magic, which we love so 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 much and it's blossoming in such an incredible way. We are always so blown away by like the exponential growth of it. Um, but Open Magic is where we kind of address like the whys behind a magical practice because um, I really feel like when I first started practicing some of these modalities, um, it was just like, okay, you just do this. I'm like, but why do we do, you know, X, Y, and Z? Or like, where is this coming from? Like, what's the story? Like, what's the deeper conversation? Um, So we have lovely interviews with people like Yarrow. And then also we have um, episodes about, you know, magical self-care. We just released our first mini-sode that was actually from a listener question, which was like super exciting, talking about how to practice magic if um, you can't be out of the broom closet. Um, and we also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash openmagic, where we offer a bunch of lovely goodies, including weekly offerings. Like I've, um, and I think that we're gonna start to be really ramping those up too. Um, but I've offered, you know, um, how to journal of transits as a workbook. So there's like some little workbooks, forecasts. Um, we just launched our first tarot scopes this month. And then we also have um, our Sunday spell, which which is like this little magical spell that you can do every Sunday if you're needing a little bit of inspiration.
0: That's so beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, so many things. So we'll link to all of them in the show notes in case anyone is excited, but can't write it down right now. Don't worry. <laughs> right? Don't be there. It's all good. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. This, this has been a really beautiful conversation and I can't wait to talk to you again and just to see how things are unfolding for you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you so much for creating such a lovely conversation. I know these uh, conversations only build upon themselves. So I really, really can't wait for another opportunity to discuss some of these things more deeply.
0: Me neither. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.